How's it going tonight, everybody? We all run the reel featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we finally done it. We got to a, a treat yourself category. Aw, uh, yeah. Sigh of relief. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to, you know, boot up the old PlayStation and not watch a bad movie this go yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> the Green Knight was a nice break for some of us here. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's true. That was good. Uh, hey, I'd like that one. I forgot that was in there. All I can remember are the the bad ones we watched. But yeah, we, we got a treat yourself and Dan. He's treating himself first. What'd you pick, Dan? I am. I picked kill exclamation mark. Oh yeah. Old kill exclamation mark. That's very important when you search for this movie. Exclamation mark. Yes. <laughs> it sets it apart from the other kills. It does. There's a lot. But what's it about, Dan? What's this movie? Ah, so this is a samurai film about two ronin, an ex-samurai and an ex-farmer who get caught up in a local official's complex game of murder and betrayal. That's a, a good way to sum it up. I'm glad you summed it up, Dan. Well, thank the author of the description on IMDb, because that's what I read. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, gets the job done. Does. We're we're gonna spoil this one too. Oh yeah. You better get ready. Don't kill us for spoiling it, because we warned you. Nice, but I guess let's just jump in. What did you guys think of this? Kill exclamation mark. I I love this movie a lot, actually. Um so I think I hinted at it in the last review, but after like watching Harakiri and doing our samurai uh category, I went on like a samurai movie watching spree. I watched so many. I got a list of them on Letterbox, and it's like at forty or something. I think you were binging through them like crazy. I remember, felt like every like day I would like talk to you, you'd be telling me you watched some new samurai movie. It was crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. I think I have like all of the Criterion ones um, that you can get right now. And so I've got to start going for non-Criterion label ones <laughs> if I want to keep going. But yes, yeah, so I've been watching a whole bunch of them and I love samurai films. But, you know, they're all pretty like they got this very similar thing they do. They're always real serious real self-looking and um, critiquing of the samurai culture in Japan in that time. Um, not that that's a bad thing. It's good, and they all do it pretty well for the most part. But they're all pretty serious. So I get to this one, right? And this one was like a breath of fresh air. I had so much fun watching this because it's, it's basically a satire of samurai films in general while still being a good one <laughs> at the same time and it doesn't take itself too seriously it has a lot of fun um with the story it's telling and its characters so i clicked with it instantly and was like man this is a great time i loved watching it yeah i think the humor definitely stood out the most to me I, that's probably my favorite stuff in this is the, the more goofier stuff, like when they're like staring at the chickens and trying to eat them, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, 
It's pretty goofy, which I did appreciate. Well, I'm just going to throw it out there since we're already talking about it. I don't know. Maybe it's a hot take. Maybe not. So let me put out, I did very much enjoy this movie. What a romp. What an adventure. But I didn't really get the satire so much, you know? Like, you know, I read that it was supposed to be like a big parody of all these other samurai movies. But I kind of felt like it was just in the same vein as like Hidden Fortress was. Like there was goofy stuff. But I didn't feel like it was that much more, like, over the top than any other samurai movie we've seen. You know, I feel like they're always pretty over the top and critical of the, you know, all or nothing, do or die mindset. I'd say what this one does that makes it a satire for me is it it frames all of this, like, how best to describe it? All these, like, backstabbing and betrayals in a real silly way like it makes it out to be just real dumb that it's happening and it's silly and it's laughing at it basically um so that for me is what makes it a big satire of like a bunch of these samurai films i i agree dan there was so many times like a fight would start and the two like samurai would look at each other and be like why do you have no honor as they're like <laughs> shooting at each other first. Um, there's a big like speak about a halfway through. And I, I didn't realize this was supposed to be a satire until that point. I was like, wait, is this a satire of samurai movies? I was not expecting it. And it was cracking me up too. I think a good Fox, a good scene like the pointed out, at least for me, is um, when the two groups that, the Chamberlain is sent up to fight each other, basically, are like, they're like having their standoff before they rush each other. And they're like, did you throw this spear at me? No, this isn't my spear. Why'd you shoot my men? I didn't shoot your men. It's just so, like, dumb. No, no, totally. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. I guess I just feel like we've seen interactions like that in other samurai movies, but it's not been like humorous i guess like it's like you're supposed to take it at face value and not i guess like the the, to me it seems like the intent is there exclusively in the intent like if, if if i came into this hearing it was like a historical drama i might not be as amused i guess but i mean i still enjoyed it just throwing it out there yeah i i get that it took me a few minutes to catch on to the humor in the movie, I was like, is this supposed to be funny? I couldn't tell there for a little bit. But then after goofy stuff kept happening, like, what's the two main guys' names? Genta and Hanji. Yeah, when well, they kept meeting each other on the road in random ways. <laughs> and Hanji's always trying to stab him. <laughs> trying to stab him. And then one time he just stabs some random guy in the bushes. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh. Yeah, this is a woman. Was it? Oh my gosh. No, no, he stabbed um, the guy who betrayed the seven rebels. Oh, I thought you were talking about when Genta's like, he's like, I killed a man. And Genta's like, that was actually a woman. Oh, (laughs) no. It's a different time, but because, yeah, a lot of people do die at this. There's a lot of characters, a lot going on. Um, But. It it did take me a little bit to catch on that this was supposed to be a goofy satire movie. Well, I think part of that, too, is 
I, they they try and clue you in at the start with the chicken scene, I think. But I mean, it's not like outrageous or anything. And like Fox says, as a lot of other samurai movies that have over the top humor and stuff like the Hidden Fortress in there, too. I guess I'll say maybe I, I don't I think I'm not as hot on this movie as you guys are. I actually was kind of meh on it for a lot of it. Um, I didn't really like like the political intrigue. I guess you you guys are saying that's supposed to be kind of ridiculous and funny, but I just found it kind of confusing. I was having a hard time following all these backstabbing plots and stuff. And I was just, it was kind of frustrating me more than amusing me because I was like, I don't really get it. It took me like over half the movie to kind of piece together what exactly had happened. It throws you in right at the beginning in the middle of all of this. And it slowly like, gives you more information as the film progresses so yeah about like halfway through or a little over half you finally like all the pieces come together and you're like ah okay so this is what's going on which is also i i I appreciate it more for doing that now because it's not trying to like tell you all right this is everything going on in the movie in the first 15 minutes right it's more like i'm getting revelations throughout and it's it keeps you hooked or at least it kept me hooked throughout the thing yeah and it just made me kind of like not i i, I lost a lot of interest because i could i was having a hard time following i think so by the time i did like understand it it was almost a little too late for me i was just like well i don't know i don't really i'm not that invested i like some of the characters but i just yeah i don't know it it is convoluted too purposefully convoluted because it's trying to make fun uh, <laughs> of all this stuff, you know. But yeah, I do think the stylistic choice to tell the story that way, along with how convoluted the plot gets, yeah, I can see that being an issue for sure for some people. Um, and then falling off off of it, yeah, like you said. I think the main thing for me was I was having trouble keeping up with which characters were which outside of the main ones. Because there's a ton of characters and a lot of like samurai guys with shaved heads. They, they look very similar in their like wardrobes and stuff. So I had to really think about, okay, who is this guy again? Because there's a lot of backstabbing that goes on. The main dude is like playing every side there for a little bit and (laughs) was cracking me up. I was like, dude, this guy is a weasel. I love it. (laughs) He's great. Played by none other than Tatsuya Nakadai. He's, He's a great, great actor. I've loved everything he's been in. And he's so different in each one. Um, We've actually, too, uh, the director of this movie directed another samurai film we watched. Oh, which one? The Sword of Doom. Oh, interesting. Okay. I never would have guessed that. Yeah, I I did like, uh, yeah, the character of Ginta. He's very suave, very charming. He's always got that, like, like just that sincere smile on his face. He was like, this guy's so chill. He's so laid back and happy. Like, I liked him. He was my favorite facet of the satire, I guess. Like, not so much like, you know, the way the samurai are all depicted as being, you know, over-the-top honor, over-the-top bad people, but it was just how predictable they were to him. Like, every time something <laughs> happened, he'd show up and be like, they're going to do this now. 
now they're going to do this. <laughs> well, dang it, you know, you guys attacked them, so now they're going to respond like this, and we got to go do this other thing. Uh, that, that did entertain me, the way he kept showing up and just knowing exactly how the plot was going to play out. Yep. And he's so nonchalant about it, too. Even when, like, things are in a dire circumstance for the other cast members, he's just like, oh, well. Yeah. You, like, don't want to fight him because he's so chill. Like, a lot of the characters, like, they're face off with him, and they're like, why are we even fighting each other? Like, he's like, you don't seem like you're even that into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his dynamic with uh, Hanji as well was really fun. I enjoyed both of them as the, the main characters. Yeah, Hanji's so goofy in this. I love it. But he's, like, extremely strong at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. When he put his, like, sandal under the, what was it, the pillar? Yeah. <laughs> and then later he couldn't get it back. I was <laughs> dying. I was, why, why couldn't he get his sandal back? Was, did they mess with it or something? I think he exerted himself a little too much with... <laughs> he used all his strength. <laughs> ah, okay. I was not expecting that. <laughs> you know, it, a, a much better, like, love scene than I've seen in most samurai movies, though, to be honest. like I was afraid we were going to get the, uh, you know, yeah, iconic sexual assault, and thankfully we did not in this one. They hint at it at one point, but... Nothing comes about, thankfully. <laughs> oh, yeah. It does get dicey for a second there. But even that has, like, character motivation stuff behind it for all those rebels. Which, that's that's another thing I enjoy about this, is there's a lot of characters, um, but they all have good reasons for doing what they're doing, and the film takes time to explore those reasons. While being funny and being a satire at the same time. And that just, for me, that, that makes it even better. Yeah, I liked most of the uh, the main cast. I thought they all had decent reasons. Especially, yeah, like I said, Ginta, Hanji. What, what's his other guy? Tetsuro, is that his name? I liked all them. I did enjoy the squad, the samurai squad. Although I felt a little weird, as we were saying in that iffy scene where, you know, the wife's come up there to the cave where they're hiding out being outlaws and they're getting drunk and they're like we ought to share everything i felt a little weird there but besides that i enjoyed hanging out with the samurai squad like an iconic action squad you know like you got like the cool collected one and the angry one and the you know sharp intense leader yeah it's like seven samurai the crew. <laughs> I did see it. This had a lot of nods to like other older samurai movies. Which, yeah, it is very. I mean, the seven is obvious. And then the whole backstabbing plot itself reminds me a lot of my own favorite samurai movie, 13 Assassins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, the plot is intense. I had to look up on Wikipedia a good summary of the plot after I watched it because I wasn't quite sure. I couldn't follow the whole time, especially when uh, Genta was playing both sides. But, I mean, I still enjoyed it. It was kind of fun, I think, to watch what maybe a Japanese action comedy was back in... When did this movie come out? 1968? 
So back in the 60s. So that was kind of fun looking at it in a historical lens, too. I enjoyed that. I think it being an action comedy and having all that humor, it helps out since, at least for me, it's like when I, I might not quite know exactly what's going on, but the humor keeps me... um keeps me satisfied when <laughs> until they're ready to like dole out the next bit of information for me you know yeah i was trying to think like most of the films i've seen from japan have been either samurai movies j-horror or like i guess anime so i hadn't really seen a like live action film comedy from japan that i could think of before this one and it was pretty funny. It had me rolling. All my notes are like the funniest scenes and then some cinematography stuff. There was so many good scenes. It had a lot of like smaller level humor in some of the scenes too. Like the one I'm going to talk about, I think it was pretty early in the movie, but this guy's bringing, um, I think the Chamberlain a fish for lunch. And then the camera deliberately sets up this cat that's hanging out. And when he sees the fish, he just starts licking his lips and coming after the guy and he has to hide. I think the cat does end up getting the fish. I just There's a lot of small jokes um, in this movie that you don't get in comedies so much anymore. So that was kind of fun. And, and they keep them going too because like the cat gets the fish because the other Chamberlain conveniently walked in there and fell asleep in the bad Chamberlain's place, which is great. Um, and then later, Genta shows up, and he's just tiptoeing around. And, <laughs> and gets, like, gets crap from the Chamberlain, and he's like, well, there's a cat eating a fish, and I didn't want to disturb the cat. So they, they keep them going like that, even with the chicken. The chicken at the start comes around at the very end, too. And that chicken, yeah, you can't get rid of that thing, man. There's a lot of really good situational comedy in this movie, I think. And they set it up well. And I really appreciate that in comedies. So it was pretty funny for me. Agreed. Especially when they can keep the joke going, too, and make it funny every time it comes back up. It reminded me of like some Arrested Development level jokes because they set up jokes that just keep coming back at times in these real convoluted plots. That's true. That's a good comparison. I like that. I think my favorite funny stuff was, yeah, with uh, Hanji and Ginta when they're interacting like for the first few times, even when they run into each other later. I like that a lot. We're like, yeah, there's like, so I guess we're enemies. <laughs> and he's like, so I'll have to kill you. He's like, well, I might have to kill you. And then, yeah, he's like, you should always try stabbing all this kind of stuff. Like Genta's like actually like just giving him tips about how to fight people. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, Hanji's just doing a bad job. I, I really like this two's dynamic. I honestly I kinda wish it hadn't like been jumping around between all these like plots and stuff. I wish it would have just like stuck with a few characters and kind of really just played into their dynamics more. Because that's like the stuff that really got me going was yeah, when they were actually together and hanging out and talking and like talking about well, why do you want to be a samurai and all this stuff like I, I like that stuff a lot that was good i agree with you tv i think the stuff with genta and hanji was the best for me as well just because they're so good together and play really well off of each other um and their characters are really fun in this too 
watching it this time, I picked up too. I think Genta takes a liking to Hanji because Hanji reminds him of himself when he was younger, you know? So he's trying to help him out as best he can while giving him some like little nudges to be like, maybe you don't want to be a samurai, you know? It might not be exactly what you want because he's been down that road. So that that stood out a lot to me this go around and just made it even better um, when they were interacting. Yeah, and those two are like my favorite actors in this too, I think. I think both of them just do... I mean, there's a lot of good actors in this, but I think those two the best, do the best job for me. I really, Yeah, they're just such, such good performances as well. They just really sell it. And they're so different from what you usually get, too. Like, Genta's supposed to be like, um, well, he's basically Toshiro Mifune's character from Yojimbo, the wandering ronin who gets in the trouble, <laughs> but not super serious and like ready to throw down all the time he's like really reserved and doesn't want to fight people so he's got a nice twist on him and then hanji's just hanji whereas everybody else is the typical you know pretty pretty serious samurai just in a goofy silly situation <laughs> yeah i don't think i've ever seen a character in like a samurai movie quite like genta where he's so laid back and like yeah he's just kind of like he's smiling he'll just chill with the priest for a while and play games like yeah he he doesn't yeah you're right he never takes anything super seriously until the end when he kind of like gets attached to the like seven's cause or whatever but like yeah he's 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 a lot different than anyone else I've seen in like a samurai film. Dan, you you threw me for a loop with this one. I went into it expecting honor and you know traditional samurai fighting and we got Genta and his conniving weasel ways. Yeah, it was. Not what I was expecting at all from this, so that was really fun. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to show it to everybody after sometime after I watched it, just because yeah, it was so different from what I'd expected, and I loved it for being different because it, it, it was good. It was a good different, um, and since like, this isn't one, if you want to get in the samurai films, this isn't one that I'd tell you to watch like right away. Because you're not going to pick up on a lot of the satire or humor in this around the genre. It's it's kind of like, you know, your Spaceballs, where it's like you need to watch Star Wars before you watch Spaceballs to fully appreciate it. So since we did that whole category, I was like, oh, man, this is good. I need to show everybody this sometime. <laughs> this is a great, like, a great thing to watch after going through that. I think. Agree. Was not expecting it one bit. Oh, for sure. Well, and speaking of being different and Genta character, you know, I don't even really feel like he was that much of a weasel, you know? Like, I feel like he's just there, almost like a narrator. Everybody else is being a weasel, and they're like, well, you've seen our horrible plan now, so we're gonna kill you. And he's like, all right, I guess you can tell, you know, you can kill me. I've got this advice about your situation, but, <laughs> you know, if I die, I die. Whatevs. <laughs> like, I feel like he's almost like a narrator. Yeah, like some kind of chronicler sort of character. Just observing until he gets involved. And then he's like, oh, no, I've killed myself by getting involved. Which was kind of a cool moment, I thought. That was really good. Even down to the acting there. Not that I just switched his side so quick oh i feel like that scene in itself is almost kind of comedic 
like you know genta shows up and one of the guys from the 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 outlaw squad that's currently his enemy is about to get offed and he kills a bunch of guards and saves him and then he's talking to another character later about how you know he's neutral he tries not to kill anybody and the other guy is like mm, but what about all those dead guys over there <laughs> and genta's like oh oh yeah uh I guess I did uh, get involved. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> he is playing favorites after all. Yeah. But, and that's like, that's a nice character arc for him in this film too, I think. And that's that too, that standoff he has with Jirota. Um, that's like the closest we get to the, the iconic samurai duel. Um, one-on-one -on -one duel, which Never happens in this film, but that's the closest we get to it. <laughs> yeah, and that was like one of my favorite scenes too. Yeah, just because of the the way they were talking about. Yeah, the, the way it does kind of just like twist your expectations, and they're both just like, "Well, I don't really want to fight you, but I will." And the other guy's like, "Well, I don't want to fight you, but I will." And they're like, "Well, why don't we just not fight then? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this later." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, Genta's really interesting dude in this movie he messes with your expectations but in a good way i do like the action in this too the, it, it gets pretty bloody sometimes yeah you see like pieces of body parts flying around and like the the blood is seeping through their clothes it, it looks pretty good oh yeah it's shot like nice wide shots so you can see everything going on and we have tons of people fighting each other too at the same time oh yeah, this is a good-looking movie. I had a visual moment um, after uh, Genta got beat up because he got caught, and he was all bloody, and uh, Hanji comes to get him. There's a scene where the camera's looking in, and half the scene's in shadow, and you just kind of see Genta's face lit up, the guy behind him, and Genta's arm reaching out as he's crying for Hanji. Oh, that was such a good scene. I love that. They used a lot of good um, contrast with the shadows in the night scenes, I thought. I agree. You know, I'm kind of surprised that this was in black and white because, you're like you said, it comes out in, like, what, 68? Yeah, 68. It's kind of that's crazy to me. I guess maybe is there other, like, samurai movies that came out around this time that were still doing black and white like this one does? Or do you know, Dan? Oh, when Sword of the Beast come out? Well, that one's in color, I think. No, that one's black and white. That was in 65. So that was three years before Kill. That was in black and white. Um, Wasn't Sword of Doom black and white? It was 66. Yeah, Sword of Doom. Samurai Spy was 65 as well. I mean, Kurosawa still had some stuff in black and white up and for a long time too man the first color sam movie i can think of seeing is lone wolf and cub that was that was way later though yeah samurai one was 54 and that's in color so it it is that time where like um and man that's a good looking movie for like an early er color film oh man samurai the samurai trilogy all three of those are gorgeous movies oh my god they're so good to look at but yeah it's still in that time where like you're getting a lot of both still okay i didn't know yeah if there's like a point where they transition but it sounds like yeah they just kind of 
yeah, they're scattered between some color, mostly black and white, some color here and there. Yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, because I feel like yeah, I always like think of yeah, like after the fifties, like that's when color was the big thing. But maybe that was just in the U.S. You know, Japan did their own thing. Maybe I'm I'm not sure, but yeah, the other other movies were in color though, like Godzilla and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just interesting the stylistic choice. I guess I wonder if it was a stylistic. It must have been. I guess I don't know. I do feel like this one might have had some, yeah, that's what I was going to say, is budgetary constraints compared to some of the other ones, even like prior to it. Like, I I felt like they might not have had a lot to work with, but they certainly made full use of everything they had available to them. Like, the sets are very contained and reused throughout the film. That is true, yeah. That is true. You might be on to something with that. I know a lot of them use black and white, yeah, like Fox was saying, the, the save money on the cost of making the film um because believe it or not some of these uh have a lot of trouble getting filmed like kurosawa later in his life believe it or not um had a ton of trouble getting movies made so he had to like team up with with george lucas and martin scorsese to actually get like things like ran and um kage musha made but Going back to how it looks, like um, Criterion only has DVD quality for this movie, right? But man, this is one of the better black and white films that I've seen, even on just regular DVD quality. It just looks, it just looks real good, I think, in general. I'd agree. Yeah, I think it looks really good. I just love that. Yeah. I do like the black and white aesthetic with samurai films. It just feels right to me because I've just that most of what I've seen is black and white. But yeah, it, they do a lot with very little. It feels like yeah, and like Mike was saying, the way like the shadows are used in this just adds to it with it being in black and white for sure. It does look good even during the day shots. I liked a lot of those shots and the like costume and set design was good as well. It was just a good movie to look at for once. I was enjoying that. You know, I know a lot of American Westerns take their inspiration from samurai movies. And this movie, to me, felt straight up like a Western, but with like Japanese costumes. Like everything from the music to the plot, to, you know, the scenes of the noble outlaws being gunned down on the hill and, you know, on their knees getting blasted. I mean, that felt so much like stuff like Butch Cassidy and that whole vein of adventure cowboy movies, which for me was a lot of fun because, you know, I love that stuff and kind of grew up on it. So it's it's awesome to come back and see movies like this that are, I mean, this, this one in particular compared to other samurai movies, I felt really had that vibe that you see a lot of Westerns draw from. Yeah, I thought so too, especially with the music. I thought the music was very westerny it, for some reason. It was it was cool. I liked it. The, the electric guitars, the trumpets and stuff. It was cool. Yeah. And they didn't like use the music too much either in this. They saved it for when it was most appropriate, which is another like samurai movie trope, I guess. <laughs> A lot of them do that same thing. But it's always good when it comes in too. Yeah. I love that saxophone. Ooh, yeah. I was very happy to hear saxophone. Yes, definitely. You don't really hear that in much 
at least I, don't, I haven't heard a saxophone in a samurai movie yet so that's the first for me i was like oh hello <laughs> i think this is the only one i've watched that has the saxophone at least forefront in the in the score so unfortunately <laughs> yeah it works they should do it more it did yeah um but yeah like you were saying fox this this is a lot like one of them westerns that would come later for sure funnily enough so another like relation this has this is based off of a novel actually right so um this and then akira kurosawa made a movie sanjuro and they're both based off of the same novel but the films are very very different in how they go about it which is kind of cool but for kurosawa's version his is like a sequel maybe prequel to yojimbo right and yojimbo is a very very big um influence on westerns over like in italy and america after it came out so like it's got it's got a lot of connections to that too i guess do we have anything else about this one for kill are we ready for overall presentation I feel like I should. I mean, this was like, you know, there were things that I didn't necessarily love, but there were things that I did love, and yet I feel like we've covered most of them already. (laughs) (laughs) It's a movie that sets out to do what it does, and I think it does it pretty good for the most part, so. Well, let's do it then. Let's kill it. The overall presentation. What's, What's the scale, TV? Yeah. Will we kill it, or will we set it free? Hmm. It goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We're all going to give our own little spiel, our own little summary of our thoughts, and then we're going to land out our ratings. So who knows where we'll land. But I don't know if you guys remember, but way back in the day, in the early days of the podcast, there used to be seven of us. Seven of us all holed up together in the recording studio. And we started off strong. You know, we were all in it together. We were having a great time, but... Slowly, as booze and women got involved, things started to change, and people were whittled away one by one. But there was one thing that we always all agreed on. Mike would go first, so uh, <laughs> as is tradition. He's or, leading the charge. Yes. Don't speak so loud. My stomach hurts, like the guys at the start of this movie. Every single one of them. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go first, uh, this movie was actually a really fun watch. Um, it's a Japanese action comedy that's like a satire of samurai movies. Definitely not what I was expecting. Um, for me, the humor was on point for almost the entire movie. They set up a bunch of really small jokes that I appreciated, like the cat eventually getting the fish and Jinta tiptoeing around him. I, I like that. There's a bunch of that in this movie. And, you know... That paired with the good cinematography, the good costumes and all that stuff, and the good action. It was a really fun watch. The story is a little convoluted in my opinion, but it wasn't that big of a deal. So unlike this movie, I will give Kill a watch it with high honor, boys. There's <laughs> honor. <Wow. laughs> well, yeah, like everybody said, this is just a pretty solid film overall. You know, I I don't necessarily love all the humor. It's good where it is, but I don't know. You know, it's it's not a 
It's not my favorite thing in samurai movies. You know, we talked about Hidden Fortress and some similarities there, and that's also not my favorite, but still a good movie. This is, however, a great adventure movie. It's a fun romp. It's all over the place. You know, you've got two characters embroiled in this crazy political scheme that neither of them really understand, it seems. Or, you know, some of them, by extension, neither do we, really. And that's okay, <laughs> I think. I think it's an easy watch, you know. Like, like Dan said earlier, this isn't your starter samurai film. This is definitely, you know, go out, watch some classics like Seven Samurai, get some frame of reference, some context, and then pop into this one and be entertained. Now... I don't want to be looked upon as some sort of backstabber here or something, but I don't think I was into this movie as much as you guys were. Um, I, I was really confused by the, the plot lines, all this like political espionage that was going on, all these assassinations, this backstabbing. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of jumping around, and it got me really confused. I did like the characters, and that did carry it for me for a little bit, but by the time I learned what's going on, I really started not to care at the end of the day um there is some humorous stuff that i really liked and i think yeah the, the the main two guys are really good in this and i wish that the movie would have just focused on them or at least just focused on one particular group because i just wanted more time with like the main characters uh, i think i'm gonna give it a pass actually i just i was not super into it i thought there was some good stuff but i honestly i was i was bored for a lot of it just because i was just i felt so lost who could have seen this coming? <laughs> the backstab. <laughs> I like that. That was clean. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I, I get that criticism, TV. Um, and, and I'll agree with it to some extent. It is a convoluted story. And the way they tell it by like not setting everything up for you, just throwing you in, um, does not... like. It isn't very clear what's going on. I had I've had the advantage of seeing it before, so it wasn't as big of a deal for me this go round. But yeah, that first watch it can be confusing, and it's it's done so on purpose too, um, because it's trying to be a satire and parody all the scheming and backstabbing that happens in this genre of supposedly a bunch of honorable men uh <laughs> you know so um yeah that that is a little downfall for it but it, it wasn't too bad for me just because like by the end of the film they've given you a bunch of information and you you know what's going on um so for me it it gets resolved at the end of it well, before the end, but you, you know what you know what I mean. It gets resolved, um, and you know where everybody stands, and I I like that. It's something different, which I appreciated. Um, just being thrown in there and letting them do their thing, kinda. It, it's different from what you usually get, so I, I like it for that. Plus, I like too that everybody has like good motivations for doing what they do and they get explored which is more than you usually get out of a satire like a lot of them tend to be more on the comedic side of things so you know you'll have characters in there just to be a joke for the most part but everybody in here is they've got clear motivations for why they're doing what they're doing it makes sense and they explore all of it. So that, for me, that's like a nice extra bonus I get on top of having a great satire on samurai genre 
and having lots of really funny jokes and funny characters um, that keep coming back uh, throughout the movie. And then having just some great action in this, too. Like we talked about, there's um, a lot of nice wide shots with ton of people out there going at it with swords, and it's awesome. It's so cool. It's like the first thing you get, and then you get more of it throughout the film. It's just great. I love everything about this, pretty much. Um, I'm a huge fan of the genre, so this was a nice surprise when I watched it for the first time. Um, I just was like laughing and having a, a grand time going through this the first time and the second time I watched it, and I'm sure I will enjoy it many more times throughout the years because this one's a, a buy it from me. I've watched a ton of these movies and this one sticks with me just for how good it was at being action, being funny, having some political intrigue, having good characters. Um, just everything worked for me in this one. So yeah, I'd definitely give this one a buy, but make sure you watch some others first. So you have that frame of reference, like Fox said. Otherwise, you won't you won't get everything out of it that you could. Nice. I forgot to say I liked how at the end of this movie, everybody had the classic fight. Like every old <laughs> movie, everybody starts fighting at the end. <laughs> but yeah, we've done it. All right. So who's got our next pick for treating themselves? And I'm gonna pick it. This movie, I never knew it existed until some dude's comment on Reddit said it's supposed to look really good, and I was like, I'm in. Uh, the Double Life of Veronique. Ooh, what's this? I've never heard of this. Man, I've never heard of it either, except that comment. I haven't even read the summary. <laughs> I'm going in blind. So That's the way to do it. I'm not going to look anything else up about it. I'm just going to watch it next week and see what happens. Yeah, let's check it out. See, I don't usually do that. I'm trying to do it more. I always recon movies these days. So. Yeah, just going blind. Yeah. Who knows what you'll find? Yeah, could be anything. Hopefully something good, though. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. But in the meantime, if any of you listeners out there want to get in contact with us, um, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts about Kill. What do you think? Is it good? Is it hilarious? Are you like me where it was kind of boring, you lost attention? Or is it hilarious and awesome like everybody else here said? So I want to know. If, either way, I don't care. I want to hear some thoughts on it. <laughs> Kill. What a cool title. But with an exclamation mark. <laughs> That's important. That's how you know it's emphasized. Thanks for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. Tune in next week for... The rando pick I've got. The double life of Veronique. Yeah, hit us up. What movies do you treat yourself with? Ew, yeah. I want to know. I'm always looking for recommendations. I may not watch them for like five years, but someday I probably will. <laughs> I'll hit the watch list. I know yeah. how that is. I'll throw it on my uh, yeah ever-growing watch list. Get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. This is Run the Real, signing off. Mm-hmm.